Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mud Show Dirt Sheet, competitive fantasy booking by two high guys in the Target demo. I am your host, the good guy, Ryan Peterson. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Tim Ross. I'm not even going to make fun of you this week. Good week. It's a good, it's a good it's week. It's too to, good of a week, all right? 1.2 million. 1.2. Point four four guilty. in the demo. Guilty. Guilty. Three counts, all guilty. That's what we're going to say about it. This is where we are going to competitively, uh, emphasis on competitively, fantasy book this week's 421 One. Dynamite. And and if you're curious, dear listener, uh, we had to emphasize 421 because today we forgot it was 420. There was other stuff going on that was way better mm-hmm. than a mm-hmm. fake weed holiday, man. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to smoke weed today anyway. Yeah, and marijuana's gonna... not addictive. And you know why, Tim? Why? Because I smoke that shit every day. Yeah, that's my fucking joke, you piece of trash. Yeah. You piece yeah. of filth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You filthy, mm-hmm. dirty, mm-hmm. filthy. Just scooping up the trash. I was going to say one more word after that last I know what you were say. It's fine. <laughs> but I didn't because I'm a good friend. I'm such a good guy. But we are going to book this week's Dynamite with a great stacked card. If I was Tony Khan, I'm going to tell you how I'm going to book this. If Tim was Tony Khan, he's going to tell you how to book that. And then at the end, we're going to get down to the real meat and potatoes of this show. The only thing that matters, the rating, the demo. We're going to set an over-under. The loser has to do the challenge this week yeah and uh it's my turn to do a challenge yeah. and in celebration of this great holiday on which we are recording can't 420, believe you're gonna stick with this one uh for one calendar day 24 hours next week the loser of this week's bet will smoke not but cbd weed but you do have to smoke every time the other person does that's fine i'm also gonna make you eat cbd gummies wow I'm going to buy you a nice CBD pre-roll, and you're going to fucking roast it down while all your friends pass a joint around you because you're so bad at predicting how many people are going to watch this show. Yeah, with our abundance of friends, when we're only hanging out with each other on a Monday, not smoking weed, it's going to be a real good time. (laughs) Neither one of us, because we both lose all the time. Yeah, neither of us have came away with a clean sweep here. Well... Uh, Oh, well, I... Revolution. Yeah, I know about 20% of an onion that would disagree with you. Yeah, and your pitiful excuse of an attempt at a Three less sliders than you, Ryan. 10% less of the Crave case, Ryan. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? It's It's not about the quantity. I could understand a poor performance on the quantity. It was it was the other joke stuff around that you did the rest of the earlier part of the day the wings the burgers beforehand you said that you were gonna that the only thing that you take pride in the only thing that you take pride in was this podcast and still have it and then you didn't even do it you know it's okay it's Ryan, okay I, Ryan I did do it Ryan I did do it no, you I, didn't I, take I, it seriously fact, and that's fine I took fact, it I very seriously one, I was the only one who took it serious enough to gag over a sandwich not once but twice Ryan. But yeah, but that's because you lost two oh bets, bud. God, it's crazy. Just... It's crazy. But we are going to book the dynamite. You're the one who brought up poor showings. You okay. Know? Okay. You brought up the onions. I brought up the White Castle. Okay. Can't help it. You okay. Know? Gloves off, baby. Yeah, you got it, baby. Yeah. Let's. The following podcast is a lights out, unsanctioned podcast. No holds barred. No rules. Seems like a bad idea. Well, here we are. What's the first thing on the card? What are you going to open the show with? Uh, I think you're going to open the show with the female title match. Wow. Ty Conti, Hikaru Shida. Go ahead, talk about it. 
Yeah, man. Uh, this is uh, where one of us very smartly predicted earlier today that you get the full emergence of uh, of a heel character that we've been calling Yakuza Shida, the white suit heel bad girl Shida, and this is a great place to do it and a great baby face that people are really gonna see, really gonna hate to see get beat up. You know, just get destroyed and crushed and really roughed up by a mean angry heel i think if you're gonna do it ty conti's the perfect opinion now you say dumb stuff i i also agree that this is the perfect time to make sheeta become completely out of her her comfortability as a character of being the baby face being a you know she she's been a champion for such a long time and hasn't really yeah throw me the weed man of course, I'll take the weed. Thank you. I, I she's been a champion in a in a good AEW. She's literally been the only positive thing through this AEW's women's division. As we've said multiple times, and now you're getting the the coming up of the Chris Stratlanders and things of that sort. That you're really building the women's division, and I think this is the perfect time to have a heel champion who you don't have to put the belt, you don't have to switch the belts, you still have your most consistent performer holding it, but a complete role change for her. You know, and I think, I, again, Ty Conti is going to be the perfect, just like you said, the perfect person to just get her her butt whooped. Yeah, by, generate by heat for Hikaru yep. Shida. Yep. Uh, and credit to Ty Conti, you know, a year ago, uh, you'd never would have guessed Ty was the person for this. You didn't even know Ty Conti was connected to AEW nope. and has just catapulted herself into the upper echelon of that women's division, a women's division that, like you said, is more rounded out than it ever has been in the show's history. And credit to Ty, you know, uh, it's not her time right now. She doesn't get to be champion yet, in my opinion. But her time will come, and in the meantime, she's going to catapult uh, a new character up into the upper echelon and get her ready to get that belt on Thunder Rosa, the best women's wrestler in the world. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think uh, I think Ty Conti's and and you know this whole women's division in general is one of the you know one of the things Cody said from the beginning is just do the work. You see these ladies; they're clearly putting in ring time over the last couple of months and just becoming better professional wrestlers in in overall improving what was a pretty tragic women's division there for a long time especially through the pandemic with the injuries you know you're you lost half your roster to travel restrictions and then you lose the other half to injuries because of a little bit of overworking because of such a limited roster yeah man like i said it's it's the most full rounded out version of this women's division roster and for so long it felt like in order to put on a like a really watchable quality AEW television match involving two women. It was one of four people, you know, it was, yep. it was Sheeta. It was Britt Baker. It Nyla. was Nyla. And it was whoever was healthy. You yep. know what I mean? We but, saw Penelope in there, you know, saw Penelope in there, saw some Layla Hirsch in there. Um, but it's, it, it's great. And I don't think they're going to open the show with this. Uh, cause there's something on this card that is much more curtain jerky than this is. But, yeah, I think we're on the same page here. I, d- I don't think you do a title change here. But if you do, yeah. hey, congrats to Ty Conti and you deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. Speaking of full and round, 
Let's talk about the roundtable discussion with the Pinnacle and Jim Ross. Yeah. Just yep. a legend of the building interviewing six men at the top of their game. Yep. And I think what you're going to get here is I think you're going to get a change of tone. I think you're going to get the way that the Pinnacle treats JR is going to be completely different than the way the Pinnacle treats Schiavone in the ring. I think the Pinnacle is a group of guys that give credit where credit is due. You know, you do you do good work, they're going to stay good. They're going to stay good by you, you know, but if you if you do some just dumb gimmicky cheesy shit like the Inner Circle, they're going to come after you. Yeah, and I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Um, it feels like every once in a while, AEW provides really special vignette or promo or something of that nature work, and I'm not sure, but I think this has the potential to be that level of good. I think that after the the number of last week, the you know the demo, the the overall number, I think that. You can't have something that's pre-recorded, which this will be, because you're not going to put JR in an interview section with these guys and let it go at all awry. So I think what I think the, everything that's pre-recorded has to be perfect. It, there can't be a flaw in the stuff that you're putting out in produced television quality. It has to be good, and I think that you're exactly right. We've seen a couple of times where AEW really pushed the like. I personally remember Brody Lee's entrance the first time you saw him, and he's like, you know, the I am Brody Lee, and he goes through the whole, like... With the I, light bulbs hanging yep, down. Yep, I, I remember all of that. And, you know, we, we look back on everything Brody Lee did very fondly on this podcast. We will... Marks. We, yeah. M-A-R-K-S. Yeah. Brody Lee marks. Everything. So, so The audacity I'm, of you, Cody. <laughs> How could a, the audacity of a man to have his wife post thirst traps on Instagram while calling me daddy? Like, like I said, incredible. And I think this might be one of those moments where you see the pinnacle really move into th- the forefront of this company. Yeah, as they should, because as far as young heels go... This is all of the good ones, and yeah. you've also got not young heels in here. I don't think Dash or Cass. D- Dash or Cass. Oof. I hate Dash. correcting you. You want me to correct you? You're gonna, could you, you got that one? Could you please? I, I think you meant Cash. And? Dax. Yeah. Please. Yeah. FT, friend of the show. FTR uh, are not spring chickens, but... They are incredible. Yeah. They are, they're and, the best heel tag in the business, and that includes the Young Bucks and their dumb shoe gimmick. And they and there I said it. How about that funny thing I said uh, at work the other day? Remind me. <laughs> the Young Bucks had to ruin $10,000 shoes to show us that they're heel because they're so bad at storytelling. <laughs> you want to know that what, what the real problem with the Young Bucks being heel is? What's that? They're Christian AF, Ryan. That's true. They won't say the F word or drink alcohols or do any of that stuff. It's like... Any of the heel shit. But this all to say that the thing we were talking about... Pinnacle. With with the pinnacle. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. uh, That thing we were talking about with the pinnacle. Go ahead, Tim. I know you had something to add to that. Stuff's going to be great, man. Uh, It's going to be your best heel vignette. For a long time. It's going to be a defining moment for this group. And I imagine that the Pinnacle is going to win at Blood and Guts. Spoiler alert for an episode in a couple of weeks. 
Um, so you the, heard it here first. We're we're calling it. Nobody else has it. called it already. And if you and if I lose supporters over Listen, that, this is the dirt sheet part of the show. We're telling you secrets. Yeah. If you want, hey, if you want to unfollow me on Twitter for that, you go right to at Text Mahogany. First plug of the show. Good. And you click that unfollow button. Hold on. Do you have any capitals in there? And they need to know. So moving on to what I think is going to curtain jerk the show, because Ryan is a dumb idiot, dumb, dumb, idiot, dumb. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Ricky Starks, two of Ryan's favorites. Why don't you want to see this first? Curveball. Why don't you want to see this first? I thought you were going QT Marshall versus the the badass. Absolutely not. I know you love your big body guy. You love seeing rip dudes in there. And QT Marshall's got your favorite body in all of AEW. <laughs> Can I stop you right there? <laughs> sure. Dude, we've talked about it this much. Let's get it out of the way. Who cares? QT Marshall wins, beats Billy Gunn. It's over. Yep. Okay, done. Nick, Nick Camarado interference. Yep. Let's move on. Yep. Hangman right Adam, Hang Hang Adam Page and Ricky Starks. This is literally, if you put what this podcast is in a like in a little room together, it's Ricky Starks versus Hangman Page. It is literally like... Early rock with new age moves versus just incredible Adam Hangman Page. Adam Hangman Page, who was clearly handpicked to be the face of this company, uh, the the man who was in the first title match. Can I say something yeah. real quick? Uh, by all these nice things that you're saying about Hangman Adam Page, you yeah. are indirectly complimenting me, so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And let me return the favor, because Ricky Starks could be my favorite AEW heel not the best one you yep. mind you but like every time ricky starks is on television i'm like god damn that ricky starks i love watching him do television man and credit where credit's due the dude's good in the ring everything he's done with cody has been incredible speaking of Brody lee nobody talks about how good he hit that fucking discus lariat and that six-man tag yeah i was gonna say like not to make this just a dark order jerk off session but uh, I was gonna compliment how when on the tribute show when Ricky Starks came in and he did the he did the Dark Order hand at the end of his pose like it's just Ricky Starks reminds me of one of those guys that if you met Ricky Starks and he w- like you knew nothing about him in wrestling after two minutes I think you'd understand Ricky Starks' gimmick yeah you know like, can I can I say something yeah. about Ricky Starks yeah and it's really just comes down to three words sure attention. To detail. Yep. yep. Uh, the dude is the example of the thing. What's the difference between the ordinary and extraordinary? It's just that little extra. Just that little extra. And that's Ricky Starks. And Hangman Page, on the other hand, is the future of AEW. He's the best pure performer under the age of 30 that they have. He's, uh, if not next, the next, next AEW world champion. And... He's incredible, and he's going to win this match. And even though you love Ricky Starks very much, you don't get to argue with that. I won't argue that. I won't argue with this. Hangman does win this match, but I think that I think that what's most important about it, first of all, if we want to talk about the match, it's going to be incredible. It's yeah. going to be an absolute banger. It, Hangman hasn't put on a bad match realistically in AEW. You know, he he hasn't had he he's had matches where they weren't incredible, but he hasn't put on a bad match and in a time where we debate constantly whether kenny omega left his wrestling heart in japan um hangman kind of carried kenny through some of those performances you see like the good parts of the match at revolution were matt and hangman it wasn't 
Kenny and anybody else. Pure you know? agree. Yep. Like, uh, uh, firm, very strongly agree. Checking yep. that bubble. Yep. Um, and I I think they are building to Hangman Kenny at uh, double or nothing. Yep. I, and I don't think it's a title change. I said this the first time we recorded this yep. podcast, which feels like days ago. Yep. And I'm going to repeat what I said in the first recording as oh, well. You, you first. No, no, no. Don't steal go it ahead. from me. I'm not going to. You first. I'm letting you go. Say it. Hangman doesn't need Kenny right now. And Hangman doesn't need the world title right now. But Kenny and the world title need Hangman. Because Kenny, and I love Kenny very much. You know that about me. Nobody's ever said I don't love Kenny Omega. Got no heat. You were doing an incredible job there, so I wasn't going to interrupt Kenny you. Kenny got no heat. And I'm going to say something right now. I completely respect your opinion. And I don't disagree with it. But I personally think AEW is going to go into a little different direction. And, and, and we wasted so much time earlier when we recorded this podcast on us debating this to eventually sort of agree. So I, I am going to say that your if, if what you happen, your fantasy booking comes true, it's an incredible run and it's a good storyline. But for me, for me, for me, personally what I think they're going to do with Hangman is that he is going to choose, as the number one contender, he is going to choose to take on Darby Allen. He's going to avoid Kenny because he's a sad, lonely cowboy who doesn't feel that he's good enough. So in order for him to, you know, maybe he doesn't feel that he's at Kenny's level, but he feels that he could take Darby's belt, and he holds on to that for a little bit of while, and then he realizes that he wants more, but he doesn't feel that he's good enough. And I think keeping him that sad, lonely cowboy, keeping him leader of the Dark Order is a good idea. But if they go your way, I respect it. Yeah, man. What you're saying is also very good. Yeah. And I respect both takes. Yeah. I, I, and, and the I, only way you could fuck it up is if you do something else, Tony. So please don't piss in my mouth again. Friend of the show, Tony. Friend of the show, Tony. I'm going to say friend of the show. Yeah. But if Hangman uses his number one contendership to, oh, I don't know, challenge for a non-AEW title somewhere. I'm I'm gonna lose it, Tony. Don't do he, it, Tony. And if he beats Kenny the first time, I'm gonna fucking lose it, Tony. Don't do it, Tony. And if he loses to Darby, I'm gonna quit watching the program. Tony, you you ain't got money for those sheets. You ain't. if you keep pissing on me. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hangman says I want to challenge Darby for the TNT title, and Darby. Just squashes him for hey. six minutes, and Tony Khan walks out on TV with black aviator sunglasses on. He barrels the hard cam, and he says, fuck you, mud show dirt sheet. What if he came out and he said, I'm going to use my number one contendership, and I challenge John Gresham, Gresham for the uh, pure title. The ROH pure? Can I say something? Sure. Uh, sometimes... Uh, ROH is on at midnight on Fridays when I'm at the casino. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a look. Dude, I don't blame you for that, man. It's they, better than cash a hundred. You I'll know watch, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <I'll>, uh, <laughs> better than cash a hundred, man. Yeah. So I, that's the way I think they're going to use the hangman thing is that he's just a, the sad, lonely cowboy. And you think the other way around, I think it's going to be fine. Either way, as long as you don't just don't do it. Don't piss in our mouth, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Um, Thank you, Tony, for AEW. I don't think we say that enough, and I don't think other people say you enough. Like we're supposed to thank Jericho for thank you, Jericho. Thank you, Jericho, too. But thank you, Tony, for this. And I'm going to say a couple of names that I want to say thank you to 
uh, moving into a segue here, Ryan. This I is how you do the, it. I love the way this you do segues, you do it. man. Couple Let them know, I, too, when you're doing it. A couple of guys I want to say thank you to. Trent, Pentagon. <sighs> Penta says. <laughs> kind of like tony Khan pissed in your mouth and he was like what do you want to see on dynamite bitch yeah <laughs> you were like <laughs> just gurgling it it was like listerine he's like did you say trent and pentagon and you're like he's like fine you could listen back to last week or two weeks ago episodes before the arcade match when i said the best part of the feud of the best friends versus miro and kip say the best part of that feud was trent and then the best part of everything is Pentagon. Yeah. And Alex Abrahantes. Ugh, I didn't say it right. Go ahead and correct me. Alex Abrahantes. Yep. Uh, with the Penta says bit is my favorite bit. And you just need to give these two a microphone when they're on TV. Give me as much Penta says as possible. True or false. If Alex Abrahantes walks out on Dynamite on Wednesday and says... Penta says, your tag partner has a soft, shitty body. Will you or will you not pop so hard you fall out of your chair? You serious? <laughs> you serious? You serious? Cody. Um, yeah, dude. Of course I will. If he, if he comes out and he says, Penta says that your tag partner has a soft, shitty body, and that's why he wears a shirt, I will fall out of my chair laughing because it, it is... Here's the thing. If we're talking about who we are in a tag team, when we're going to announce it on three, one, we're going to do the Lucha Brothers. Are you ready? One, two, three. Pentagon. Yeah. yeah. Because neither of us want to be the high flyer, the showman, everything like that. We always want to be on the side. We did it earlier with uh, <laughs> the Bash with, Brothers. With the Bash Brothers musical by Lonely Island. Of, we both picked are we, Mark McGuire. Are we Jose Canseco or Mark McGuire? We did it unplanned. We both picked Mark because that's who we are. But Penta is the best penta is everything i don't know how many times i can say it from the moment i saw him he's just one of the most incredible enigmas of just watching professional wrestling he looks like a guy that shouldn't be able to do all this crazy shit and he throws the best sling blade you've ever seen in your entire life and i love a sling blade pentagon matches are captivating in a way very few wrestling things are and we were evidence of that when we for 23 minutes at all in just stared at him dumbfounded and screamed Cerro Miedo, having never heard it before. <laughs> Couldn't have picked Pentagon out of a lineup of six luchadors prior to All In, and we both left going, hey, how about Pentagon, though? The, the craziest thing about that whole thing is that for 20 Three. of the 23 minutes, you thought Pentagon had a chance at the IWGP Heavyweight Champion of the World. Yeah, there was multiple times where we jumped out of our chairs wondering the package pile driver on the on the ring apron. It's the hardest part of the ring, you know. Not meant for two men to fight on. That's first right. Year. That's right. Here's the thing: he broke e- Kenny Omega's arm. <laughs> Everything that Penta does is just gold, and I think that this is going to be the lead into the three way title. No, I said that earlier. You did say that. Between which two groups? Death Triangle and Best Friends. I'm going to give you 100% credit for that good wrestling take. The Best Friends versus Death Triangle should be your just obvious go-to... Trio's introduction. Trio's introduction. And either way, go fine, but it's Death Triangle. It's those three boys. Put gold on them. Put lots of gold on them. Not just this gold, other gold too. Yep. 
And you know who they're going to have to beat on the way through that, though, right? Who's that? They're going to have to beat the elite, Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And they're going to have to because that's going to allow you to set up tag shots. It's going to allow you to set up a Pentagon singles match for the AEW world title. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. A Pentagon singles match for the AEW world title. Man, I'll tell you what. There's steam pen- <laughs> coming out of my nose. I'm going to go get my septum ring. I'll be right back. Don't run into anything red on your way. Try not to. Um, but I'll tell you what, a Pentagon match is great. A Trent match, we've seen that he can be a single star when he did just a couple of matches by himself when Chucky was hurt kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, I think is when it was. Um, I, I think he even fought for the world title at one point, didn't he? Maybe. Against Moxley, maybe? Is either I couldn't remember if it was Mox or Jericho, but either way, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I, We're not historians here. Don't fucking come at us. If you want to come at me, come at me. I'll block your ass like fucking Cornette did us. Plug the address. At the GGRP, all caps. Good for you. Yep. Uh, here's the thing, man, and I'm going to say a word, and you I can- I want you to say some words. Just one. I got one for you. Banger. <laughs> like- yeah. This it, is gonna be. Can you imagine how good Pen, or Trent is gonna sell a Pentagon lung blower? Yep. And then how good Pentagon is gonna sell a Trent tornado DDT? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you what, Penta wins. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Pentagon driver or package pile driver? Package. That's fine. I prefer the Pentagon driver. Wish he'd use it as his finisher. Yeah, man. I. Penta says. I, he's I, gonna rip that busted wing straight out of your socket, Trent. Then he's gonna throw it in your mom's minivan. Yeah, man. <laughs> pretty good, huh? That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, also on this card, something that we haven't talked about yet: Christian Cage versus Will Hobbs. You bout that action? Here's the deal, man. Not into Christian Cage. But here's the other thing is I am <laughs> Hobbs is for me. Yeah, man. Will Hobbs and I have been on the same wave- wavelength since the very first time I saw him. I was like, yo, who's this? Yeah. And then he hit a spy for buster sure, yeah. and I was like, yo, who is this? And uh, I don't necessarily agree with the idea of making him a heel and putting him in Team Taz. But... If it means he gets to beat up Christian Cage for nine minutes before he loses, okay. Can I tell you why he's in Team Taz? I'm going to tell you one reason why he's on Team Taz. Sure. Who was the commentator on Dark back then? Taz? I think still is. Taz? You know, I can guarantee you that Taz saw him wrestle his first match and went, that's mine. Yeah. You know, I, I think he went, I want that talent. I'm going to be able to teach him suplexes. I'm going to teach him how to be a big monster guy. And 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 you know what? Fair game put him in Taz's stable. If Taz if Taz is truly the one that kind of like, and this is just completely made up in my stupid dumb head, and I don't know if this is what happened or not, but like it, it makes sense if that is what happened that you put him in Team Taz and he's able to just be the guy that you know it, part of a faction that takes losses but just looks like just a you know badass. Speaking of looking badass, uh, for. Uh, one extra CBD joint 
Uh, will Hook make an appearance with Powerhouse Hobbs? Do you oh, think we get? Yeah, of course we. But get do you think we get direct Hook interference? I'm not playing. I don't want to smoke more CBD, man. I, I'm sorry, I was way away from my microphone, but uh, it's fine. I, I think I'm not smoking any more CBD, man. Than I have to. Like, it's, I'm not it's betting be so more funny. CBD. I'm not it's betting. Be so funny watching you chuff down CBD joints, and I'm so fucking high. You think that there's a chance that you don't lose? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got it. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, dialed in. No. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> You're a big fucking idiot. Dialed in. Okay. I think, uh, can I tell you what I think? You want to hear something? Hook fully over with me. Hook looks like a kid who sells Xanax that his grandma got prescribed. Hook's incredible. Fucking Hook is great. I like Hook better than I like Taz. <laughs> and that's fine. But it's like, dude, it's a kid. No, I think he's a, a grown man. <laughs> think, think he's a full grown man. You think he's a full grown man? Yeah. Now into our main event, Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy, and I know who this is for. Tell me who it's for, Ron. Eighteen to thirty-four year old women. We're going up against the challenge this week. We are going to get that female viewer. They want number one overall in the cable rating. And you know what we're going to do? Just put two handsome skinnies in there and let them duke it out for the women. Yeah, you put in Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Handsome. Handsomest man. Boy, does he know it. It's, when he walked in the room, you know what my heart did? Went boom? It went boom. Yeah. You're welcome for the Hamilton references. We know after the dinner debonair yep. that we're, we're, allowed allowed. To, we're allowed to just talk about musicals. Yep. And we know from Chris Jericho's podcast that we're allowed to talk about cults. Yeah. But what we got here is we got two handsome men. We have a guy who wears face paint, has a six-year-old man come out every week. And then we have Jungle Boy, who has put on quite the show as a singles performer on uh, YouTube series that I don't watch. <laughs> Ryan, we should less readily admit that we don't watch Dark and Elevation. I think people will take us more seriously as wrestling journalists, which is really at the end of the day what this podcast is about, is sure. wrestling journalism. I think people are going to take us much more seriously if we stop saying, I don't watch Dark. Oh, 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 watch the YouTube stuff. It's like it, it comes off as kind of ignorant. You know, it's like when people it's like when people who disagree with us say, Oh, watch CNN. So do we have to start watching it? No, no, <laughs> God no, God no, no. Ryan, no, 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 no. Come on, man. I got stuff to do. Okay. Here here it is. Here's the truth laid bare. Like Ryan got laid bare at work <laughs> earlier today. But no, man, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you for free, Ryan, because I know you love getting told for free. We're not charging for this one? No. Okay. Free of charge. For our friends of the show. Normally, this is behind the paywall. Tony Khan's not going to make Jungle Boy champion this week, but he fucking should. Because Darby Allen doesn't need it. Because Darby Allen is selling action figures already. The only people that don't get Darby Allen are 50-year-olds like you, and that's what Sting's for. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree more. It, it, it's with you being a fifty-year-old man who cares about I'm just, Sting. I'm just skipping over that, like I was skipping over the being eviscerated at work. <laughs> just going by it, like I don't need, I don't need to talk about it again. I understand, like water off a duck's back. That's right. That's right. Uh, for me, for me, Darby Allen 
is just I can talk about it every week at nauseum, but I'm going to try to stop. You know, I enjoyed the match with Matt Hardy. It, it was good enough. We got enough Matt Hardy stuff. We got enough Darby stuff. Of course, it ends with some death-defying um, coffin drop antics. Coffin drop off of a billboard over the announce table, and it is what it is. It's the first announce table that broke this week. Last week, excuse me, last week was the first AEW announce table broken. I think was it was some record that they went over a year and a half without breaking a announce table. Which sure, um, but I just think sure, put it on Jungle Boy. I wish he would. You know, I wish we could get something. Different, <laughs> different out, of, especially out of Jurassic Express, because that gimmick is stale too. They're not good enough to be the tag team champions. We found out that Luchasaurus doesn't have enough to let Jungle Boy go. So let Jungle Boy go. Let him be a single star. Let him take the TNT title off of it. Let him, you know, maybe maybe Hangman takes it off of Jungle Boy later because you know I I book it to move every week. I book it to move a couple of different times, and you know, put it on Jungle Boy for six to eight weeks. And just let him be, let him take over as that role, and I think I think you'll see that female viewership be higher every single week if Jungle Boy Jack Perry's your TNT champion. Yeah, because he's handsome. Because <sighs> he's fucking handsome is the thing, and Darby Allen is TNT champion, and that's not for me. And he's doing main event matches for the TNT championship, and that's not for me. Do something else if it's not this week. Then do your hangman thing, and that's great. Or put it on Wardlow, and that's great. Or put it on Miro, and that'll probably be fine as long as Kip Sabian's not involved and he gives up the video game gimmick. But just, like, something else. Something different. Not this. Grizzy couldn't agree more. She's leaving about it because we keep talking about Darby Allen. Friend of the show, Grizzy. Let's do it. Let's do the number. Let's do the number. One point zero five. Can I tell you something, Ryan? Mm-hmm. If I didn't know what I knew about the world today, mm-hmm. and we reshot this podcast like we're doing right now, mm-hmm. I would take the under. Mm-hmm. But today, today, it's a good day. One point two. One point two. Point Guilty. four four. Guilty. 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 And for that reason, I choose optimism. I choose faith. I choose AEW. And I choose over. I choose over. I choose 1.15 million. It's going to be over by 100,000 viewers, Ryan. You're going to have egg all over your face. You're going to show your ass. No, I'm going to smoke CBD weed. That was the challenge. It was not showing my ass this week. Well, if the challenge was showing your ass, all you would have to do is walk upstairs. Concave, pants don't fit anymore, ass jokes. Go back to the first episode. You put sugar in your pho. I fucking know. Uh, Quasi-collapsed, at quasi-collapsed, Griffin, the guy who does our fan art. You don't even have to mention him at the end now because I just did it. At quasi-collapsed puts sugar in his pho and everybody should let him know. Saw him do it. And then he didn't even apologize to the owner of the restaurant. Didn't even apologize to TN. Friend of, the friend, show. Of the show. friend of the show, very good friend of the show. Yeah. Can't say enough how good Tian is a friend of the show. Yeah. If you if you hate sugar in your fun, you hate wasters at quasi collapsed. Yeah, and you just let him know. Uh, demographic this week, Ryan. I'm gonna give you it. I'm gonna yeah. give it to you. Are you gonna change it or are you gonna be honest like I was? I'll be honest with it. I think I said point three nine. You did. 
Go ahead and take the over. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. I wish you would. I wish you would take the over, Ryan. I wish you would take the fucking over. Do it. Do it. If I take the under, it's for sure a time that we would have a possibility of one person winning and one person losing. True. I I think that it's like almost on it, though. Like, I think it's a good number, and I don't say that often. You know I don't like saying that to you. I don't ever like complimenting you on your number. If it would have been .4, I would have said under. I'm just trying to think. There's not going to be a lot of news on. Tomorrow? The day after the Derek Chauvin conviction? Yeah. I think there's going to be some news on tomorrow. It's all getting out today, baby. It's all out there today, baby. Baby. I'm gonna go over, man. I think it's gonna be a point four two. You do the you do the outro stuff. Ask him to do, leave a rating. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your time. We can't we can't say thank you enough. We have one more request. Wherever you found us, whether it was our Twitter page at Dirt Sheet Pod. Wow, look at you. If it was at my Twitter page at the GGRP. The GGRP, if it's easier. That's all caps. At Tex Mahogany. And if you're looking, if you listen to that music when we first came in and you were like, whoa, that's Warhorse. That rules ass. Like, whoa, step bro. Whoa, step bro. What? Who made that music? I'll tell you who made that music. That was Dom. Our fucking step bro. Our fucking Dom. Our step bro Dom. You can find him at Waste and Skyhaven. And Skyhaven. Check those bands, bands out. Bands. Incredible. When I heard him, I could not believe that one of the guitarists in Skyhaven is the drummer in Waste. It's incredible. The what, the what he does in music is incredible, and I don't give him compliments enough. I definitely don't. You don't give anybody conf- compliments That's enough. That's true. And I'll tell you what, I don't always get it, but it's always good. Yep. You said that to him earlier today and then immediately apologized for it. Our artist, which you got to put a picture of Grizzy in there now because she's in here too much every single week. To, to not have her as part of the podcast because you're gonna hear her meow, you're gonna hear, you know, you're just not, you're just not gonna. So Griffin at quasi collapsed. Like who's it for? It's it like sh- who's it for? Griffin? It should be, it should be at sugary fa six nine six nine four twenty four twenty. Where we go at when we go? Collapse. Fucking cute bitch. Because Griffin's a cute cuck. Cook. And I'm leaving it in. And yeah. I said it, Griffin. And you got to listen to this at work tomorrow. You Absolutely. fucking cute cuck. <laughs> Absolutely. He's the only uh, documented QAnon that we know. Yep. So. Dear listener, we thank you so much for your time and your support. And please join us next hey, week. Five stars. Five stars. Wherever you found us, please. Listen, if it's got to be four stars, you can do that too. And there I said I it. mean, I don't get it. Like, I don't. I don't get like, it. who's it for? Yeah. If you're going to get four stars, just give us five stars, man. Because the difference between ordinary and extraordinary. It's just that little extra. From myself, Ryan, Tim Ross, our producer, Grizzy. Say it one time for Grizzy. Join us next week for more Smart Wrestling Takes by Dumb Wrestling Marks.